Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Karen Kelly. This is a solo episode where I'm going to talk to you today about sales readiness. And you might be thinking, well, what, what do you mean by sales readiness? And when you think about a lot of jobs in, say, healthcare, in um, aviation, there's a lot of processes and procedures in place to really prevent um, that fight or flight, you know, and remove emotion. So there's more predictability in it. And in my question is, why can sales not be a little bit more like that? Why are we relying on people just phoning it in, turning on their camera and kind of winging it? Because all it does is it, you know, makes it very easy for your competition, but it also continues to bring the profession of sales down. So I want to talk to you today about sales readiness. And, and I can just share from my experience, you know, as a teenager, being a, um, a lifeguard in my early 20s, being a um, flight attendant, you know, we trained all the time. We were um, in simulations where we learned first aid, safety, um, protocols that in the event something happened, we were very well prepared because we had gone through this so many times in a um, simu simula simulation environment that in my career, you know, I had to give CPR. I've had to open an emergency door, you know, in an aircraft. I've had crash landings. I've had all these things but I felt very comfortable and confident in the time doing it because of the training. And so although sales were not, you know, saving lives, um, well, I don't want to diminish it, but you know, a lot of times it's not life or death situations, but the purpose here is, you know, why, why can we not take a little bit, a page out of that and be more ready, be more prepared so that we're exchanging value for time because our time is equally important as our prospects. So really, you know, be purposeful, and not just phone it in and continue for people to go, oh, here we go, another sales call. Okay, so I want to talk to you about three areas to really allow you to be sales ready. Um, and the first one is in your messaging. So a lot of times what we're doing is, you know, we want our, our prospect to acknowledge that they have a challenge in the first place. We want to sell the problem, but oftentimes we don't know what the problem is. And so we, you know, we're, we're perhaps sharing a problem that, you know, was two or three years ago or pre-pandemic. Well, that's, that's not a problem to them anymore. So how do we find what's relevant to them? So here's an activity for your team, sales leaders. If you want to segment your prospects based on their industry and then based on role, and based on the challenge that that role is facing, okay? So know um, if it's, you know, FinTech, um, VP of Finance, um, what's the challenge that the VP of Finance is facing? And what's the impact of that challenge? So the impact to the person, to the team, to the shareholders, to the culture, um, to things like that. And really get get in their space, get in their world, understand their, their language, uh, their jargon, because chances are we've never done their role. So we want to really be seen as an insider. 
And then when we understand the challenge, the impact, our solution is a lot more aligned to it and we can become more problem-centric because we understand the problem they're facing and the solution we have. So it makes it easy for us when we're, when we're doing any outbound prospecting, whether it's you know an email cadence, posting something on social media, we're sharing an insight that's relevant. We're selling the problem to an industry where that person within that industry, your persona or the role says, wow, you know what? Yeah, we are seeing that. And you know what? I'm not really feeling the impact, but I'm educating them on if something doesn't change, this is what you can expect to see. So when you're having these conversations, it's resonating with them. You're, you're educating them, but you're very aware. So they see and they feel that, wow, this person really understands our business. And there's something that goes on that when they understand it, they must be therefore in a position to help us. And that's when your solution comes in. So what you can do is you can create this problem solution matrix. And it's a great way, sales leader, to really empower your team. So create a dynamic document because it's going to be changing all the time. So what you can do is you can update it as you're, as you're having conversations and you realize, you know, these are the top three challenges. Oh, this one's no longer a challenge, you know, update it. So you're continually being timely and relevant, but it allows your team to be part of it. So you can, you can delegate, you can empower them. They can cross learn, they can cross share, but they are very aware of what those problems and impacts that their prospects are facing. So there's a sense they're immersing themselves in their business and they're empathetic to what it is. And it, it's, it's as if they were in that role themselves and the conversations are going to be that much more meaningful and they're going to be connected, and then their solution is going to actually make sense. So that's the first activity is uh, really understand, you know, the problem they're facing, the impact, and then you know the solution you have. So that's in the messaging standpoint. The second area is how can we be more sales ready in the discovery phase? And for me, I think the discovery is everything. And when you think about the word discover, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to really discover a little bit more about a prospect, understand, uncover, you know, how are they getting the job done today? What are their processes? And so how can we come at things through their lens and, and really look at what, what are they, what are they hoping to get out of this call instead of us just pitching? And it's not, it's not about pitching. It's about understanding their processes, their team, their expectations, their goals, their challenges, so that when it comes time for us to share our solution, we understand about their business. We're doing a job at home right now and, you know, people are submitting proposals to do some, some work in our, in our backyard. And I just thought, how, how could any of them submit a proposal without fully understanding the scope of the project, asking us questions, timeline, budget, materials, nobody could do it. So in sales, it's the same in a discovery. How can we prepare ourselves to ask the right questions and, and, and think about it as just getting to know them, being very conversational. So many times I'll say to my clients, you know, what's your objective for the discovery? And sometimes they'll say, well, to close the deal. And I think, well, you know, you have a 12 month sales cycle. So that's not, that's the ultimate end goal, but what's the goal of this? And the reason it's so important to, to know the goal of the discovery is because you reverse engineer back and say, if that's my goal, what information do I need to achieve this? Therefore, what questions do I need to be asking? So that's your purpose, you know, uh, get on the call, set the agenda, invite your prospect to, do you want to add anything to your agenda? Does this agenda make sense to you? Do you agree on it? 
get this two-way participation right away because in the virtual setting, people are distracted and they don't have the same attention span as they do in the face-to-face. So how can we invite them right away to be an active participant that they're not going to get on LinkedIn, they're not going to get on Facebook, that we are going to engage with them? And part of that is um, inviting them to the conversation right from the get-go. So we definitely want to invite them into the agenda. And then we want to let them know the purpose. Why Why are we on this 30-minute call together? So you know what? The purpose for the call today is to understand a little bit about you know your business, how you're getting the job done. Uh, from there, I'll be happy to share a little bit about you know our services, how we help A, B, and C. That by the end of the call, we should be in a position to do whatever that next step is, that end goal you had in mind. So book a demo, set up a training, invite the CFO, invite legal, whatever your natural next step is, let them know that in advance. So advance, as much as you want to be sales ready, you're also inviting them to be sales ready so that there's no surprises. So as you go through your discovery, you're asking questions. There's some situational awareness as to where are you taking me? I told you where I want to take you at the very end. Now I'm letting you know, like we're on a road trip, where we are, we're turning left, we're turning right. Because the more they are involved and aware of where you're taking them, the more likely they are to go there. So how can you, again, it's like navigating. If I know where I want to go, end result, it's going to make me very intentional with my overall purpose, the questions I'm going to ask, the impact that I want to get to. You know, practice these things in advance. So can you can you write down a list of impactful questions? Okay, so based on that first one, that problem matrix, um, how can you how can you get to impact? Um, What kind of questions can you ask them to really get them thinking differently, get them to consider something? What, what can you share with them? That's going to get them stopped and go, huh? I never really thought about that. And if you're expecting for these enlightening, illuminating questions to come up in the moment, they are not going, they're not going to, because in the moment, you know, you're, you're looking at your tech, you're trying to manage the slides, you're looking at the time, it's not going to happen. So how can we be sales ready? Part of it is definitely knowing our, our purpose and our end goal, but also what kind of questions, what kind of insights, what are we going to, what questions are we going to ask them that's going to get them to stop and think? And in return, they're going to ask us a question. And the minute they do that, that's our opening. And we can start, you know, in time sharing what we do, but we've piqued their curiosity. We've teed up something that's got them thinking, and now they're engaging with us. So it becomes two-way. So really get intentional in that discovery phase. What what information do I need? And therefore, what kind of questions do I want to ask? And again, I want to ask, I want to get below the surface, because if we stay on the surface, it's very safe, and it makes it easy for them to continue. You know what? We've done it. We've always done it this way, and we'll we'll just stay. It's, It's fine. So status quo wins. So what is the cost of delay? What, how can we create um, a compelling reason for them to change? And the only way we can do that is if we get beneath surface. But to get beneath surface, we need to know what impact questions we have to ask. So have those in it, have those planned out in advance. The only thing I'll stress there is we also don't want to be robotic. So if we have five impact questions and they they tell us, you know, this huge catastrophic event happened, and then we say, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to co- go to question number two. You know, in real life, you wouldn't do that. If you're having coffee with your friend and they drop a complete bomb, you're not going to say, oh, well, let me tell you why well, I got a new puppy. You're going to say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened. What happened? Tell, tell me more. What, what did you do? 
what did you, what led to this? Did the pipe burst? Did you get broken into? Like what happened? So it's no different in a discovery. If they're sharing anything very, you know, high emotional or, or, or struggle or challenge, we want to pause and we want to lean into that and lean into it with curiosity. You're not being, um, malicious or, um, you're actually curious what happened. You know, you're a human being. So forget any selling tactic, pause on that and then weave in the next impact question as it makes sense. Okay. So that's how you can be sales ready in the discovery phase. And the last one is how can you be sales ready in the demo phase? And I'm on a lot of demos because I too am a customer and I'm always buying software. And this part really frustrates me because, you know, especially with technology and hey, I use tech all the time and there's times that it goes down. You know, no matter how many times I do tech checks and prepared, it's going to go down. So in the moment, you, you just have to have a backup plan. But are you practicing your transitions? Are, are you recording yourself to see how you look and sound? Um, are you making sure that, you know, you're not confined to this little small when you share your screen window um, that they don't even see you, they don't even connect with you? Our job, especially in the virtual environment, is to disarm, de-risk the situation and connect with our audience. And the only way we can do that is if we can, you know, let them see us as a human, as a person, connect with us. And in the big screen, in the full screen picture, not sharing, connect with them, build rapport in that initial phases. I'm not saying stay there for a long time, but but just connect with them. That throughout the presentation, if there's a Q&A, if you want to show the product, get out of that uh, that Windows share screen mode and let them see you. Let them continue to connect with you as a person. What you're also doing is, especially if there's multiple people on the call, you're checking in with them. You're looking at the unspoken, the things they're not saying. What is their body language telling you? You know what, John, I haven't heard from you in a while. In the, in the beginning of the call, you mentioned that, you know, you really wanted to see that. So based on, based on what I just shared, you know, what, what are your initial thoughts? Okay. Pick up on those things. And you can only do that when you're not so up in a small little window, fixate on your PowerPoint, fixate on the people. So really make the demo. Once you have the technology smooth, practice your flow. How are you going to engage your audience? How are you going to have equal talk time for everybody? How are you showing up? How do you sound? Is your slides ready to go? Are they in the right mode? Do you always have to stay in slideshow mode? Absolutely not. Connect with them. And the, and, and, back to the specifics of a demo, is it tailored to them? And the only way you can have a, a great tailored demo is based on an effective discovery. Otherwise, they're thinking, well, why don't you just send me your canned standard demo that you give everybody because this isn't tailored to anything that I shared. So again, that's kind of table stakes at this point. But really just, you know, be prepared for the demo. Be prepare, prepared with the technology, your talking points, um, when it comes to this slide, what's the one message? What's the one thing you really want to draw their attention to and get their feedback? And one thing I always see is everyone ends their, their demo with a Q&A slide. And what if someone asks you a question that you can't answer? Or what if someone brings up, you know, a negative review? And that's the last message. That's the feeling that this meeting ends on. You could have had a great demo, but someone just kind of pulls the air out of the room with a bad, with a bad question or a G2 rating that wasn't favorable. So my recommendation is always end with a summary and you can let them know that. So you can say, you know, before, um, before we, before I summarize, what questions do you have for me based on what I just shared? 
So you're letting them know, I'm, I'm ending it. I control the last message. It's my summary. Before we go there, let's open the floor. Now, two things I've done there is one, I'm not holding all the questions till the end because people will not hold them. There, there will be no questions. So this is assuming you've paused in between to check in with your audience. I'm asked many questions, get feedback. So I've done two things. I've said, what questions do you have based on and point them to something but also I'm saying what questions I'm letting them know. I know they're there. What are they? Okay. Otherwise you're going to have crickets. So we definitely want to, um, we want to invite questions, but what I'm also doing there is I'm controlling the last message. And those could be the final three points. They could be the, the agenda items. They could be whatever you want them to be, but they're leaving with the message that you want them to remember, not the, the favorite, the unfavorable review from eight years ago that they haven't let go. So again, really want to stress, how can we be sales ready? How can we show up intentional, purposeful to create an experience, allow our audience to connect with us, disarm. And if we're relying on in the moment that happening, it's not, it's just not. So think about, you know, 10 minutes before, okay, what are they doing? They're probably finishing up their last call. They're going to go to the washroom. They're going to get a cup of coffee. They're going to show up. Just consider them for a moment. So there's, there's a little bit of empathy, but that you can be really intentional. You can let them know that, um, that they are the most important person. Um, and, and they'll feel that. And we can only do that when we are sales ready. So, uh, sales leaders work with your team. First one is to really create that problem solution impact matrix and keep it relevant, keep it timely so that you are on always on the breast of what's top of mind to them. If it changes, drop it off the list and get the next one. Um, it also empowers your team. So invite them into this. It's a great, it's a great activity to use. Discovery, really know what that end goal is. Reverse engineer it. Um, make it conversational. We're not there to pitch. We're there to uncover practice questions, practice your tonality, record yourself. How are you coming across? Are you interrogating? Are you pausing? After they've shared something, pause. Hmm. What's the best way? Do I need more clarification? Do I need to recap? What do you need to do in that moment? So you're not so, you're not so, um, reactive. Just take it in for a moment. Okay. And it also lets them or makes them feel I'm not just listening to respond. I'm actually listening to, to take it in. I'm listening. What, I heard you. We, they want to feel heard and validated. So pause in between. Very important. So record yourself in the discovery and see if you're doing all these things. Look at things through the lens of your customer. And finally, in the demo, make sure your tech is working. Do tech checks, your audio, your sound, your transitions. And, you know, when you don't start in, in, in slide share mode so that you're this little tiny creature up in the right hand get big, let them see you, bring them in, invite them in, connect with them, disarm them. You know, hi, so great to meet you. Was looking forward to this. Okay. And really bring in the energy, get them excited about it. And finally for the, the demo, don't leave Q and A to the last. Um, you're going to be not in screen share mode at this point. You're going to say, before I summarize, what questions do you have for me based on this? Okay. You control the final message. Let them leave that meeting. Remembering the three, the top three things you shared that allow you and your product and your service to stand out, chances are your competitors are not doing this. That's, that's three tips on being sales ready so that we're not reactive, we're intentional, we're purposeful, and we're exchanging value for time. Uh, if you like this, please just share it. If you know anybody that you feel could benefit, share it with them. And we invite you to subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, if you have any ideas for guests that you think it would be a good fit for the uh, podcast, please feel free to send them to us at info at k2perform.com. 
and stay tuned. We are launching our self-directed online sales training. We're subscription-based in the next two months. Um, It's going to be both for sales leaders and sales reps. So really excited about this. More details to come. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.